got plenty of leaders trying to influence you towards their agenda and purpose, but a Christian leader has God's purposes as their ultimate aim. Hi, this is Andy Peck, the host of The Leadership Show, excited to have your company for another show of conversation with leaders and experts on leadership themes. Whether you listen on air on a Sunday or pick up the show via podcast, I very much hope that this weekly offering encourages you wherever you are leading, as you have the courage to seek to be a difference and make a difference for God. The business of leadership can be so all-consuming, it affects the relationships of the leader, and especially if the leader is married. In some cases, this is welcomed, with husbands and wives willingly partnering in a joint endeavour, which they both feel called to. But a spouse may find themselves involved rather more than they had bargained for. A local church may assume that the spouse will play a particular role when they had other ideas. And whatever the leadership role, the spouse is often unhappily involved when things get tough. Well, I'm joined today by a married couple who feel jointly called to lead a ministry known as Time for Marriage. This is a network of couples from many different denominations and backgrounds who believe in being authentic, vulnerable and full of faith for their marriages. Their names are Andy and Fiona Baines, and their ministry includes running weekends, especially for married couples, where one or both partners are a church leader as their primary occupation, or are leaders of a national ministry. And just to say that a listener caution is advised as we discuss matters that may not be suitable if children are around, if you're listening via radio. So welcome, Andy and Fiona, to The Leadership Show. It's great to be with you. Uh, so the ministry has been going since 1974 uh, and you've been leading things more recently. So how did you get involved? Well, we got married um, 28 years ago and um, we thought that marriage was going to be for life. You know, we, we had this kind of romantic dream that it was going to be perfect and everything would be hunky dory. And then about three, four years in, we uh, made quite a significant move away from our um, hometown and friends. And, and then we had children like 18 months apart and um we things started to go a little bit pear-shaped the kind of lack of sleep and the the busyness around small children um really kind of got to us and um, we started to operate like um housemates rather than husband and wife and um the differences that um you know seemed to be so lovely when we were dating suddenly become became really annoying and um it just drove this massive wedge in between us to a point where we actually started to talk about whether we wanted to be together anymore. And we actually did have a conversation about getting divorced, actually. Um, and um, unfortunately, at the time, the kids were so hard work that neither of us wanted to have to look after them on our own. So we decided it was better to stay together and keep going. And we kind of just kept going and it was OK. And um, but then about we got to 10 years of being married and we like, well, let's celebrate. We're going to. Um, well, can I just integrate this? I wanted to uh, go do something normal, which was like going a nice holiday with Fee, the two of us, have a chill time, leave the kids with, uh, with, with our parents. And that was my 
sort of idea of, of a normal thing to do. But I was like, we've got to 10 years. It's been, you know, it's been okay, but we've made it. Let's go on a marriage enrichment weekend. And uh, and so we did. And the, the rest is history because we found that weekend transformed our marriage. We realised that we'd been, we'd kind of grappled, you know, we'd come back to being okay, but it was, our marriage was okay. It wasn't flourishing particularly. Um, and it, it, tra- it was transformational for us. We'd always felt that God had called us um, into um, ministry together. And um, so we quickly got involved in Time for Marriage. And then we took over the leadership about um, 14 years ago. Fabulous. Well, I, I've got a number of areas I'd love us to, to chat about. Um, but maybe you could outline the kind of range of tough issues that you find that people come with on your marriage weekends. Well, yeah, I think, I mean, particularly the weekends we run for church leaders. One thing we have found is that church leaders tend to struggle with all the same issues that any married couple would struggle with. So things like communication, roles, uh, conflict, forgiveness, intimacy, all those sort of things. But what what's unique about it is that is just amplified because they're living their marriages like through a goldfish bowl. So whatever the congregation, whatever people they're leading tend to look at them under a bit of a microscope, really, and they expect them to have you know, the perfect marriage or, or the, the perfect um, children and all that sort of thing. So that's the particular thing that, 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 that we find. Um, it, it's like a magnifying glass, but all the underlying issues um, are, are pretty much the same. And th- what we do is basically we start off each session by looking at what the Bible says about that topic. Uh, then we, um, the couples who are facilitating, will share some of our own experience of that particular thing. Usually, not how we got it right, but how we got it wrong. And then, with God's grace, we we managed to sort of pull through. Uh, some funny sort of video clips and things. We try to keep it you know, reasonably light where we can. And um, and then basically, the couples will go away and work together on an exercise, two or three exercises together to do with that subject. And that's really where we just pray that the Holy Spirit will sort of intervene. And ultimately, it's like guided self-learning, really. They're sort of going through the questions that are in their handbook. And it just gives an opportunity for couples to have those really important discussions that usually, because we're also busy, particularly uh, if you're a leader, that you just don't get a chance to have with your spouse. Mm. Yeah, I'm just to commend you. when you you know introduced yourselves and you spoke Fiona about your your honesty about the struggles you face so so thank you for sharing that 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 just liberates I think and I guess that's the kind of tone of your weekends is that there's no point in in beating about the bush if you're struggling you need to you need to share and and deal with it yeah we try to be very all our facilitators try to be very sort of vulnerable and open and as you've just said that is often the key that unlocks it and so much of it is that we don't we think we're the only people having these issues mm. we're the only couple and uh, i'm not somebody who says all of social media is bad at all but so often we see other people's best don't we on social media and yet we know our worst and so it looks like other couples are having the most amazing date nights and having an amazing time with their families and yet, you know, five seconds before that picture was put on Facebook, they might have been having a, a blazing row for all we know. So, um, yeah. It's, and it's even worst for a church leader. Yeah. You know, they, they're put up there. They've got to live, you know, show that they have, they've got this perfect marriage, you know, perish the thought that, that they have issues. And we all have issues in our marriage. So, you know, it, for us to, to be honest and open about the fact that we've, we have had issues and we continue to have issues, you know, it, it's just real, you know. So yeah, we want we want to make it a safe place for church leaders mm. to be honest and open about where they're at. Uh, and and do you find that 
people typically come on a weekend because they quote need to or, or do some couples maybe just are glad of a weekend break and they have no particular issues to work through what what's your feel for for why people come well, the great thing is that, um, you know, God seems to be able to use our uh, weekends for both. We have couples who've got a really strong marriage and they just want to invest. And it's that that's the key, really. So often uh, when we see couples, um, you know, falling apart in their relationship, it, it isn't so often the classic big affair or, or something like that. It's just usually that they've just stopped investing in, in that relationship. They've stopped having fun together. That can be so often the thing that goes first when you're leading a, a pressurized um, ministry life. And it's just really an opportunity for them to, um, yeah, to invest deeper, really. And perhaps they're going through a different season. Um, and that's an, an, an important time, perhaps, to invest in your marriage. Very often with church leaders, when they're on sabbatical, that's a really good time to just step away and actually perhaps come on a, a, a time of marriage weekend as, as, as part of that. But we have that that side all the way through to couples who've um, got a, got really deep issues at, at that particular time. They might have tried, you know, relate. They might have tried other things, and it's almost like the last the last hope, really. Yeah. But we've seen, you know, the spirit step in and couples being completely transformed yeah. from the the first day they come on the weekend to the the, the time they leave. Even physically, they just mm-hmm. look. There's a lightness about them. Um, so it's just such a privilege to be yeah. involved uh, in that in that sort of thing, really. It sounds like it's a prayer-soaked weekend if the Lord is at work in that kind of way, because a lot of people will think, well, what's, what's a weekend going to do if I've been struggling for a long time? But evidently, you know, uh, a moment or an encounter with God can can obviously change everything. So that's good good to hear. So um, a few few of my own kind of questions, if I, if I may, in terms of um, some of the topics I think would be good to explore. Um, so first of all, if you, if you read about uh, advice about keeping marriage safe, there'll often be reference to what is called the Billy Graham rule, which picks up on evangelist uh, Billy Graham's policy of never being alone with a woman, or in his words, avoiding any decision that may evoke suspicion or compromise of our marriage. So there was no hint of a problem for Billy Graham throughout his ministry life. Uh, but I've heard um, some people kick back on this approach because it's sometimes the way it's, it's said is that it makes out that women are perceived as kind of temptresses and therefore every guy's got to run a mile um, <laughs> from women. So, I mean, I, I have to ask Fiona what you, what you think about that kind of approach and that rule. It's a little bit offensive, really, isn't it? I mean, um, you know, we I think both men and women have a responsibility as to how they conduct themselves and, you know, uh, as, as temptresses or, or tempters, you know, it's... <laughs> It's um, I don't yeah to to put women in that that court is unfair, um and um and I think it also, um it just makes us sound like we can't think for ourselves and um as as I said we've all got that responsibility to um be uh to think think about how we conduct ourselves you know so um. You know, there's a lot of trust involved in a relationship. We need to be able to trust each other. And, um, you know, it's making us sound like women can't be trusted. Well, you know, it's a trust is an important thing in our, our relationship. We, we it comes naturally for us um, because the more you trust each other, the more that that trust grows. Um, and 
um, certainly for Andy and I, I can only speak personally. I can't really tell other people what to do. But but for Andy and I, um, you know, we love to allow each other space to be on our own, to go out and to socialise and um, we wouldn't have a problem. You know, I've, I've got a, a guy friend who I go to the cinema with because his wife doesn't like to see the same films as him and Andy's not into them either. So we, we go and he's Andy's more than happy for me to do that. We have because we've built that trust together. And um, so I personally think it, it's just very controlling and um, and we've actually got to allow each other to flourish, uh, but keep communicating about what we're comfortable with and and how that looks for us. I also think there's an element of common sense that needs to, you know, prevail here. I mean, if you find yourself in a situation, you know, if something feels wrong and not quite right, it, it probably isn't. I think, you know, God gives us that sort of conscience uh, as part of our makeup. So I think it's just following uh, what it, what is common sense. But, but then we also know that very often when uh, adultery happens, it isn't usually the, the necessarily the physical thing that starts it off where you see somebody and have that immediate physical attraction it's much more likely to be that sort of emotional adultery where you know you're chatting to somebody perhaps a work colleague or somebody in the sort of paying you attention and they're um uh you know treating you in a way that you know you're not getting that sort of feedback from your uh from your spouse at home you know your love tank's not being filled up so there is that sort of danger of investing emotionally and, and having conversations with somebody you know who isn't your wife uh, or your husband that you really should be having mm. with them often they're the difficult conversations that you actually need to have as a couple but you find yourself sort of chatting over the photocopier with with, with somebody else about them so mm. uh, and of course i mean boundaries are important especially as church leaders but you know so, so being careful around who we see in a working environment is is important i'm not denying that at all Oh, well, I mean, thank you for responding. And, and in fairness to Billy Graham, of course, he had a an approach because he was an international evangelist who, you know, a lot of people were trying to catch in a, a compromising situation. So, you know, but uh, I think it's probably expanded uh, to become the Billy Graham rule in a way that, as you say, Fiona, is is, is perhaps less than helpful for um, for our understanding of, of men and women. Um, and, and just a, a kind of comment about the the differing theological views on the role of women in the church and the home. Um, obviously, we, you know, some people would 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 say you know, that uh, the man is the head of the house kind of thing. Um, others others would say, well, Scripture talks about submission to one another. Um, and I just wonder whether, as couples come to you, you're, it's clear that sometimes people's biblical understanding is affecting the way they relate to one another as as, as man and wife. Mm. Our passion is for mutual submission, um, you know, because that's what God has called us to do. Mm. And that's what helps us um, to flourish, you know, to be looking out for each other, to be caring for each other. And is, is in our mind, the most important thing. Um, we can get very hung up on certain parts of the Bible and can, can it can become abusive. But um, if we can mutually submit to one another, that's really important. And of course, that will look very different for each yeah. couple. You know, what that submission looks like um, will, will be very different. And, and ultimately, sometimes when we look at roles on the weekend, it, it, it's about what particular roles is one of you more suited to? Is one of you really, you know, if one of you loves spreadsheets and figures and online banking, well, you know, look after the finances. I don't see why a gender uh, role should sort of come into that particular 
uh, function, but it's more Andy about... Andy does all the hoovering in our house. I just do saying. do all the hoovering <laughs> against the, the sexual uh, stereotype. Um, going cordless on a vacuum cleaner was, you know, was amazing. That's, that's, <laughs> it was a special a moment. Tip. Yeah, <laughs> uh, realising what that was like. But uh, yeah, it's playing to your strengths, I think. And um, it's almost like once you start becoming conscious about sort of authority and, um, you know, who's in charge of who, that, that's again, it's a sign that things aren't really working. If you're both practicing regularly that mutual submission uh, and keeping short accounts with each other, then it really doesn't need to be uh, discussed too much, really. But hopefully couples just work it out um, yeah. for themselves most of the time. Well, looking specifically at, at Christian leaders in church, um, um, the spouse, and often that's the woman, can have a a tough job of being aware of situations involving their spouse and the criticism that comes, uh, but not being able to speak up. And, and that's a very big burden because you can see your spouse suffering, but you can't say anything. Uh, and and obviously also uh, the spouse becomes to the church member an easy route to get to that uh, the, the key leader to get their own view across or perhaps to get information out of them that's private. And I, I just wondering what sort of principles might be good to employ and what the sort of conversations you might be have had uh, on weekends about these kind of things. Mm. Yeah, this um, subject comes up a lot on our weekends. We do this session on our mar- our weekends called for, for leaders called Marriage in the Goldfish Bowl, where we get all the leaders together and say to them, you know, what's the biggest pressure on your marriage? And quite often, this is this is the key subject that comes up um, repeatedly. And you know what we encourage couples to do is to sing a different song as leaders. You know, we, um, our co- you know, congregations are desperate to hear um, what marriage looks like, and um, if we can sing this song of prioritising our um, our marriage above everything, um, then you know that's that's encouraging them to do the same. And and in doing that, we then have to ensure we've got those boundaries. This is what our marriage looks like. You know, it's almost like you have to have a value statement as a couple. And say this is what it looks like and we're going to keep within these boundaries because once you know and have agreed then you can say that you know you can feed that out to your your congregation and um and then you know that that's what they have to go with you know um because it's not it's not right it's not it's uh, it's dangerous for a marriage it really is dangerous um when we're spread so thinly and so it's it's up to us to sing a, a better mm. song a different song we do sort of challenge the leader couples that come on our weekends because as, as leaders we do have a platform we do have influence and so often i think what we portray as, as christian leaders is just busyness and fatigue and stress and ultimately you know who wants to follow that who wants to be a disciple of of fatigue and stress and endless meetings. So um, we, we sort of say to, to, to church leaders, you know, if you can actually preach this stuff from the front and actually model it, you know, we had a friend of ours who was a church leader and people used to, because he prioritised his marriage and his family and saw how important that was as part of his ministry as well, people would go into his home and they'd just see the way that he was with his wife and children and they'd, they'd say, this is attractive. This is a bit countercultural. This is different. We want to follow, you know, this sort of way of doing things that's different. So I think it's a real opportunity mm. for for church leaders to, uh, although they're subject to so many pressures and things, to actually say to to the people they they follow and they influence. Well, has it got to be like this? Can we turn things around mm. and prioritize stuff? Because that is always a key thing to say to church leaders: Will you put your marriage before your ministry? 
um, and how much easier it is to actually lead effectively if you've got a spouse who is supporting you, he, you know, is cheering you on, you know, is is sort of filling up your love tank and saying all the right sort of things to you. And so often we've seen, you know, the enemy, if the enemy wants to get in and stop a church in its tracks that's really going somewhere and sort of claiming a kingdom ground for for God, then just take out the the, the senior leader's marriage. Um, and when, when an ordinary couple separates, there's like waves that go into the family and friendships and the community. When a church leader's marriage fails, it's like a tsunami. I mean, the effect that it can have, uh, we've seen a church within 18 months of the senior um, leaders, leaders uh, marriage collapsing you know, badly, um, the church wasn't there anymore. And we meet people a decade later who are still hurting from the fallout of, of that fair relationship. So I think, you know, I think church leaders, you know, it's, it's an essential part of ministry to actually protect and invest in your marriage, I would say. A bit preachy, sorry, but... No, no, it's, it's, it's <laughs> helpful. And, quite strongly. Yeah, and I, I think, um, you know, I've heard different church leaders have different rules about it, and I think you're right. You need to set your own boundaries. Some church leaders never share anything with their spouse. Some share everything with their spouse, and, and depending on the personality and the setup that, that works and providing the congregation understand that, then um, I guess I guess that's, that's wise protocol. So it's hard, isn't it, in leadership as well, generally, mm. but particularly with our marriage, how much do we share? Mm. How open and vulnerable are we? Because if people perhaps knew how we were struggling with all the same things that they were struggling, does that mean, great, we can relate to you, and that's really helpful, and we feel released? Mm. Or do do they go, I'm not going to follow you or listen to you because you're, you know, you're as sort of broken and struggling as I am? So sure. it's a difficult one. Now, I, I've known of some marriage-based ministries who insist on the importance of look at the more intimate side of, of marriage on such weekends. Uh, leadership can be exhausting and, of course, not conducive to romance. And yet, you know, the romantic dimension of, of a, a leader's marriage is, is, should be important and valued. And obviously the, the, the Song of Songs is, is part of the scriptures. So it's something that God's, God values as well. So a few thoughts on this without uh, embarrassing me too much. <laughs> yeah. You know, we feel um, romance and sex is uh, an integral part of our relationship um, and um, certainly romance is the thing that reminds us why we like each other you know it takes us back to that time when we were dating and falling in love and we need that we need that in our relationship otherwise we just get focused on the tricky stuff or or our relationship becomes functional and we think well, why what what attracted me to this person again you know we forget so that's the, romance is really important and, and we totally understand the difficulty. That's the, another thing that comes up in our um, in our leaders weekend. You know, they're like, well, how do we find the time for this? But we just encourage them to find a way, you know, to, to make time and sex is the same. Um, it's really it's it's a really key, important thing because it just restores our love together. It's it's reminding each other of, of that love. So it's. It is really important in our in our opinion. It's just this wonderful gift, isn't it, that God created for a husband and wife to enjoy exclusively this wonderful intimate um, mm. sort of sort of time together. And it's sometimes very practical. It's lovely if something happens spontaneously, isn't it? And it just sort of you know the. It, but so often in a busy world as leaders, if we don't diary it in anything, if we don't diary it in, it doesn't happen. 
So um, we, uh, we know some church leaders who actually have their diary managed by another person, by perhaps a PA or a, uh, a sort of office manager, and they have a special code. They put something in and it doesn't say, you know, intimate time with my uh, husband or wife. It says some sort of code word or some sort of uh, meeting or preparation or something. And, uh, you know, it's in the diary and they know that not to disturb them. So you go for date nights. Is that a, a thing? Definitely. If if you can book it in once a week, amazing. But even if you can't, just dates of any kind in any way, shape or form is, you know, they're just, it's just great to, again, we're back to that restoring what you liked about each other, doing fun things together, any finding, finding any way to connect. So, you know. And that well, tells the other one that it's that they're important, you know, that although yeah. church is important and ministry is important and there are important meetings we all have to, to go to as leaders, actually, so often, I think a spouse can be accepting of that if they have that security that they know that they are the number one priority for their husband or their wife. And things like intentionally having weekends away or, or days away or, or having a, a special just evening, the just the two of you, mm. it just speaks volumes, really. So it may be that all the other nights of the week, you're very busy and you, you don't see so much of each other. But there's that, um, that, that knowledge and that security that actually we are investing and we are in a, a reasonably good place. As, as we close, um, Andy and Fiona, are there any particular uh, tips that you would um, add to our conversation that helps keep the marriage healthy? Can I go in with one first? Um, this may sound weird. Pray together as a couple. We know so many Christian couples um, and also so many Christian leaders who might pray an awful lot um, themselves in, in, in personal prayer. They might lead all sorts of prayer during the week at all sorts of different events and meetings and obviously corporately, possibly from the front during a church service, but actually don't pray together as a husband or a wife. And um, that is such a, a key thing. It's an intimate thing, a bit like you know the physical side of our relationship, but it's very hard to be cross with somebody or hold grudges if you're praying together and very often it's just keeping it simple what's one thing you know Fiona I can pray for you today if you will share what that one thing is a meeting or whatever and I can pray about it and that tells me perhaps something that she might be apprehensive about um and oh and there's some stuff have fun <laughs> I mean I know we keep on saying it but just have fun together you know make sure do things that make you laugh you know that's yeah well finally um how would people get in touch um in order to go on one of your weekends so our website is www.timeformarriage.org.uk and you can find everything about our weekends there and we just wanted to offer your listeners um, a discount for um, coming on one of our leaders weekends so if they use the code leader l-e-a-d-e-r they can have a 20 pound discount off our online weekends because we're currently running our weekends online and and they're great actually and they're quite good for leaders in terms of not having to drive anywhere and just having the space the privacy of their own home so we've well, got our next, that's that's right. our next weekend for leaders is in May. And then we've got another one in October. So that's all on the website, all the dates. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for that additional encouragement for our listeners to uh, to sign up. And, of course, you've got no um, restrictions on numbers. So, um, you know, you literally could have hundreds. So <laughs> I suppose. That'd be nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, thank you so much for being prepared to share and for being so candid about uh, the challenges that, that we face in this area, which is so key for Christians in leadership. Thank you so much. 
That was my conversation with Andy and Fiona Baines. It was great to hear their enthusiasm for healthy married life. And I hope that you found their insights helpful as you seek to care for your spouse. And I hope your spouse feels and knows that they're special to you alongside your leadership. And indeed that you see that leading in the home is all part of how God is looking to bless you. The next uh, Time for Marriage uh, Weekend for Leaders is the 22nd to the 23rd of May. So do use the code LEADER and you'll get 20 pound off, which is a substantial discount uh, for the prices for the weekend. So why not treat yourselves? So this is Andy Peck praying that you and your marriages will be ready for the blessings of leading in the week ahead. Catch you next time.